Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Vayishlach Sheni, the second Aliyah in Parshas Vayishlach. Our Aliyah is an incredibly deep Aliyah. We'll try to cover some ideas, but there's so much that we won't be able to cover, but just a basic overview. So the topic of our Aliyah is a struggle at the dark of night. It is 17 Sukkim long, running from Beresh's Perak Lamed Beis, Pasuk Yud Dalad to Lamed. Let's take a look at a basic overview, and then we'll jump into some of the ideas together. So we hear that Yaakov Vinu sleeps in this place and he's now starts sending this very elaborate gift to Esau and talks about how many of the different animals that he's going to send, of the goats and the sheep and the rams and the female goats and the camels and the children, cows and oxen and donkeys. So it's a whole, a whole long entourage of very complex description of all the numbers that he sends. And he describes to his servants that he's going to send them in separate um, herds in separate groups. So there's going to be a revach, there's going to be spaces between each Eder, and the first one will reach Esav, and he'll say, where do these come from, and who are these to you? And he'll say, this is from Yaakov, it is a gift to my master Esav, and then he's going to be behind us, and then each one is sequentially going to um, bump into Esav, and he's going to see them. And so that's that's the gift. So uh, they start leaving at various uh, into different intervals, and Yaakov, you know, then gets up in the middle of the night. He's resting in this, he's camping in this area. He gets up, and he takes his wives, his um, the shavachos, and his his children, and he crosses them the the Ma'avor Yabok, the Yabok stream. He takes them, he brings them across the river, and he brings everything that he is his there. At the which point he's left alone by himself, and he encounters some sort of ish a specter at night that he struggles with throughout the course of the night. At the end of the night, this specter, this angel, is not able to overcome Yaakov and therefore um, actually attaches or detaches um, a part of his thigh. And, um, and Yaakov then holds onto him and when requested to let him go, Shalcheni, while the morning is coming, Yaakov refuses to and says, I will not send you until you give me a blessing. The angel turns to him and says, Yaakov. He says, my name is Yaakov. And he says, your name will no longer be Yaakov. It will be Israel because it comes to the words, you fought with, with celestial beings and human beings and you succeeded. Yaakov then asks him, this angel, for his name. And he says, why do you ask my name? Vayvarech Oisai Shomani blesses him there. Very complex, Aliyah. Let's focus on the, the gifts at the very beginning. So why are the herds being separated? Rashi says is to give um, Esav more of an appetite. So just as one gift finishes, the next one's already coming. And it, and it creates anticipation. It creates more or more of a sense of, of appetite for this. We're talking about, obviously, uh, speaking towards a hedonic treadmill that Esav is already on. Now, why do we need to hear about all the different numbers of animals? So Rashi does quote a very enigmatic voracious rabbi, a medrash, which says that the ratio of male to female animals is also a metaphor for the different requirements or, or responsibilities in marital intimacy between different types in different types of professions, something which is, where, where, which is required to, to, to think about in terms of the chiv or not, the responsibility of husband to wife in terms of different different uh, um, different professions. The Balatori makes a point that if you look at the Pasuk over here, every single word ends with the letter Mem. Izim, Mosaim, Tiyoshim, Esrim, Rechelim, Mosaim, Elim, Esrim. Those are all Mems at the end of the Pasuk. The Balatori explains 
that uh, in a certain sense he was being criticized from sending for sending all these gifts to Asaph. He sent 550 animals, if you count them all, to Asaph. And because he wasn't 100% reliant on Hashem who had promised to protect him, then Yaakov is going to have to bring 550 korbanos a year. If you read all the korbanos in Parshas Pinchas, there are 550 as almost a kapora, an atonement for the, the sending these gifts as well. As well, And the Balatone does point out that in fact in Parshas Pinchas, the other parallel pasuk which also ends all in Mems, which is Umin Chosav Iniskehem Kulaporim Loyelim Lakfosim Bamisparon Kamishpatam that's at the end of the Korbanos of Sukkos in Perek Chovtes Lamed Gimel, as a parallel to this Pasuk, the ending with the Mems. Valdorim also points out another possibility that the reason why the, our Pasuk here ends with all these different Mems is it to indicate that Yaakov sent Bale Mumim, he, which is similar to the word Mem. He sent every animal had some blemish in it, which disallowed it from being used as a pagan sacrifice. Yaakov was not trying to enable Esau to sacrifice to his gods as well. Now, why was Yaakov going across the river? So Rashi famously tells us that he left behind Pachim Katanim, small containers on the other side, the Gomorrah in Sanhedrin, that Rashi quotes, says, you see from here that Tzadikim, uh, they have a certain Chavim Aleihem, um, that their money is more precious to them than even their bodies, which is a strange statement to make about um, a tzaddik. So what this really means is that Yaakov understood the value of his possessions given to him by God. This is the value of every possession meaning something special to him. It wasn't as if it was a consumer world where he could just leave behind anything and replace it with, replace a half-filled container, a little piece breaks off and so you just, no, Yaakov was not that attitude. He did not live in the consumer West world. He actually cared about every detail because he realized it was a gift from Hashem. However, there's another perspective as to how what's going on over here, and that is the Rashbam. The Rashbam makes a shocking statement to say that Yaakov was actually running away. At night, he lost his nerve. He was too scared to confront Esav. He thought that maybe at night he was going to avoid this whole thing, and he's trying to escape. What's interesting is, therefore, the encounter with the angel, according to the Rashbam, is not the, uh, not, not the next step. It is the um, antidote to Yaakov of Venus escape. You want to escape Esau? Well, you're going to confront the specter of Esau because by hook or by crook, you will need to fight this fight. And what's fascinating about this is uh, Jonathan Sachs has an incredibly beautiful um, insight over here. And that is at the end of the night, Yaakov Avin returns to his adversity, which is fought with all night. And he holds on to it and he says, Lo I won't let my adversity in my life, I won't let any bitter experience in my life go until I have found the bracha in it. So the attitude of Yaakov into adversity at the beginning of the night was something to be fled from, and that's why he's running away. But you can't run away from your problems. They meet you. Esav's angel meets Yaakov, even though he tried to run away from Esav. At the end of the night, Yaakovina's perspective has shifted, and he says, I'm not going to let go of adversity until I've found the good in it. What a different perspective. That's a perspective that all of us have to undergo throughout our lives, is seeing the bracha in that adversity as well. Another very important question to ask in the Salia is that is aloneness a good or a bad thing? By Yuvaser Yaakov Levado, Yaakov was left alone. It seems that it's a negative thing in the sense that he was left vulnerable and that's why he got attacked. However, it is interesting to note that there is a medrash over here in Rosh's Rabbah which quotes Rabbi Brechi and then Rabbi Simon that the, this was actually a godly attribute, being alone. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Hashem Levado, Hashem will also be left alone. Yaakov is 
actually exemplifying the action of God by being alone as well. Rav Shlomo Karibach made a song based on this Midrash, V'niskava Hashem Levado, V'ivos Yaakov Levado, the comparison between these two Levados. What is interesting is, is why is that? A human being cannot be alone like God. A human being is material, is limited, is finite, is, uh, um, is subject to entropy. Why is a human being in any way able to be alone? So Rav Yerucham Levovitz in his commentary Das Torah in Vayishlach quotes an incredible in- insight to the mission in Perikiyawas. The mission in Perikiyawas talks about the four things um, the, at the beginning of the fourth Perik. Ben Zoma talks about who's a, who's a Chacham, a person who learns from every person, who is a um, strong person, who uh, a person who conquers their yet, who is a person who is rich, is happy with his portion, and who is a person who is mechubad, who is honored, who is mechabed sabrias. So the, uh, the Rav Yerucham points out there's a much longer discussion, of course, but the 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 idea between the uh, behind these four things is not actually strength, wisdom, honor, or, or riches. What really is behind all of this is independence. Is are you an independent person? Where is the locus of control in your life? If your way of measuring riches is is by the assets you have, well, other people can have more than you and you can lose your assets at any point in time. Just the way it is. That means to say the locus of control is not within you. If your if your strength is measured by the sheer amount of muscle mass that you have, your BMI, um, well, there are going to be other people who are going to be going to be bigger than you. And you know what? In the end of the day, as you grow older, you'll find out that it doesn't work quite the same. So what the mission is saying is is that if you want to be truly independent in any realm in life. The control needs to be internal. The control, need, if you want to be rich, you have to be happy with your portion because wherever you go, you'll be, you'll be rich. You want to be a, a person who's knowledgeable, it doesn't make a difference which yeshiva you go to, which rebbe you have, which speaker you have access to, which shul you go to. You can be a, a wise person if you're re- willing to learn from even the mailman. If you're willing to learn from everywhere you go, you're willing to learn from people, you're independently wise. That's the idea. What the Mishnah is telling us is the notion of independence. And that's what's being described over here. Hashem is, is uh, aloneness is independence. How can a human being approximate the divine? Is by being independent, not being measuring their success in relatively to others. That is the point over here. A very profound perspective which our generation is se- severely lacking because we measure our, our net worth, our value and our purpose based on the profile pictures of those who are around us, based on the posts of others on social media, not by intrinsic value that we have in and of ourselves. Finally, one last question on this aliyah. Obviously, this aliyah is so profound. There's so much to talk about over here. And that is, why would the assailant not have a name? Why does he not tell Yaakov his name? And the answer is a very simple one. And that is, is because this is actually a metaphor for all the attacks throughout the long course of Jewish history. And really, truth be told, that attacker it does not have one name. That attacker can come in many forms throughout the Jewish history. They could be Dominican, um, Spanish, Spaniards. They can be French Knight Templar. They can be Polish Cossacks, drunk Russian mobs, Bolsheviks, Nazis, Islamic terrorists. They can be all kinds of different guises, but they don't really have a name. They are really coming here to attack us and ask us one question. What is your name? At the end of the night, do you remember what your name is? At the end of all the struggles, do you know who you are, Yaakov? Do you know that you are Yisrael? Do you realize that you're special? That's the question that's being asked over here. With us, we conclude the Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day.